Jesus is the ultimate healer. Good morning, Christian America. That's right. Jesus, my friends, it's Jesus that is the ultimate healer. He has the power to heal everything, to heal anything, to heal anyone. And today, more than any other day, at this time, more than in any other time, it's incumbent that we call on his name. It's incumbent that we turn towards him to heal our land, to heal us individually, to heal our family and our community and our community collectively, to heal us as a country, as a nation, as a people, as a society, as humanity. The problems that exist can't be solved by us alone. They must be solved. They can only be solved by the ultimate healer, the healer of all things, Jesus Christ. Let's get into the word today to see and to hear how Jesus heals the people. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort that consists of a few things, the Christian American community. If you're watching this on social media, that's where uh, the Christian American community resides on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Parler. Don't, let's can't forget Parler. Parler's exploding right now. We've got a, a lot of followers there too. It consists of the Good Morning Christian America podcast. That's this podcast. And this podcast is available on any uh, platform that they have audio-only podcasts. It's also on YouTube at the Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. The, the Christian American revitalization effort also consists of ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's the Christian American t-shirt company at ChristianAmericanTees.com. If you go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, you can pick yourself up some nifty Christian American apparel and, and accessories, so, sort of something like what I got on right now. This is uh, straight out of... Uh, off the website, ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's all one word, ChristianAmericanTees.com. It's wintertime. Get yourself one of these the, the, these fresh hoodies, these premium hoodies available to you on ChristianAmericanTees.com. Uh, so uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast, as if you follow us um, regularly, you know that on Fridays, we come to you with straight scripture. Scripture. Unadulterated scripture. Unedited scripture. Uh, scripture without commentary, verbatim, that you can hear it, that you can see it, that you can read it for yourself, and then we'll discuss it. But I want you to be cognizant of what Scripture actually says. It's what's. It's important that you understand that these. I'm not just some uh, summarizing or taking bits and pieces. I'm reading verbatim to you, in sequential order what scripture has to say. And, and if you followed us recently, you know that we're covering the book of Mark. We've spent more than two years covering the gospel of Matthew, which is a little bit more detailed than the gospel of Mark. Mark is the shortest gospel. But what we do here on the Friday podcast, because it's so important that you understand what scripture says, we can debate whether what it means or uh, have conversations about the times and the the writing styles and what where if they meant it the way it's written or they meant it in an artistic fashion or uh, to signal something. We, we, those can be debated. But what should not be debated is what is actually in Scripture, what God's revelation actually says. 
And then, so we, we provide that to you here on the Friday podcast, and then we get into what that means and then how we can use what scripture says, what scripture provides us in, in order to bear fruit in, in the name of Jesus, because that's who we should all be seeking as a Christian American. We should all be putting Christ at the forefront of our visions, ladies and gentlemen, at the forefront of our visions. And it's in that light that we come to you. And so if you grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Mark verse, uh, or excuse me, chapter one, we're going to start uh, at verse 29. And, and, and to give you some context as to what's going on. So Jesus has started his ministry. It's in the first chapter and Mark mentions no words. So he gets right to the, to the deeds, to the goodness, uh, to the good actions, the good works that Christ immediately takes on. And last week we talked about him uh, cleansing a leper right there in the synagogue who was uh, a demonic figure that had possessed a person in the synagogue and who challenged Jesus, who recognized his, his power, recognized his authority and challenged Jesus. And Jesus expelled him right then and there with, with his power and with his authority. And so that is essentially where we where we pick up. And, and, and again, for some context, uh, Jesus is in Capernaum at this point. And so Simon Peter and Andrew, who are brothers, are from Capernaum. And so uh, this is where we pick up where Jesus and, and the apostles are entering into uh, Simon's mother-in-law's house. And you'll see what Jesus, uh, what what Jesus does, and what actions take place. So let's get right into it. And again, uh, the book of Mark, chapter one, verse twenty-nine, and it says, "On leaving the synagogue, he entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hands." And helped her up then the fever left her and she waited on them verse 32 goes on to say when it was evening after sunset they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons the whole town was gathered at the door he cured many who were sick with various diseases and he drove out many demons not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Verse 35 says, rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were, uh, who were with him pursued him. And on finding him said, everyone is looking for you. He told them, let us go to the nearby villages that I may preach there also. For this purpose, I have come. So he went to their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. And that's the portion of scripture that we're going to talk about today. So there you have it. You have it verbatim. I, I didn't change any words. Uh, I, didn't, I, I didn't pull what I wanted to pull. This is literally step by step, verse by verse, verses 29 through 39 out of the, out of the gospel of Mark, the first chapter. So what, what do we find here? We find that Jesus is the healer. He is the ultimate healer. And so he shows up with Simon, well, actually Simon and Andrew show up with Jesus at, his, at their mother-in-law's house. And she's sick. She's sick. We, they've been traveling. They're probably hungry. 
They want to take the take a load off. They they want to get something to eat. They want to introduce Jesus to the family, and the family's sick. And so they tell Jesus, "My mother-in-law's sick. What does he do? He immediately helps her. He touches her. He heals her. Now we can't. We don't. We don't have the power of Jesus. But what this illustrates is that a Jesus does have this power to heal anyone about anything." And then what are our responsibilities in that? Well, if we follow him, as he says to follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. If we follow what he does is he doesn't ask any questions. He doesn't ask what she's been doing to make her sick. She doesn't, he doesn't judge her. He doesn't try to figure out a way to avoid her. Instead, he approaches and he heals without judgment, but with love. How many people do we pass in our day that we know need love, that we know are sick, either either physically sick, mentally sick, emotionally sick, psychologically sick, but we pass them on by and we don't try to help them because they brought it upon themselves. They're hungry or they're homeless because they brought it upon themselves. Maybe they're not working hard enough. Maybe uh, they, they they did something in order to justify where they are in this in this society, in our in our cities, in our country, in our neighborhoods, right? We pass judgment and instead we don't help. What Jesus does and when encountered with a situation like that is he helps immediately. And because of his power, because of his authority, obviously he can fix the problem. But we might not be able to do that right away. But what we can do is we can provide our services. We can provide our love. We can provide our help to someone else's situation to help heal them, either physically or emotionally, interpersonally, maybe. And so what happens after he heals Simon's mother-in-law is she doesn't mince any words. She doesn't dance around. She doesn't go off because she has something better to do. Jesus is in her life. That can't change. She can't forget that. She doesn't want to forget that. She forgets about being sick. She forgets about whatever else she wanted to do. Jesus is in her life. Jesus has healed her. And what does she do? She waits on him. She tends to him. She serves him. So when Jesus enters our life, we should listen to Simon's mother-in-law. And stop thinking about what else we can do now that we are healed. What other blessings that we can get now that we've received one. Now that Jesus is in our life and we know that we should serve him. We should wait on him. We should worship him. We should turn our attentions to him. Because he's turned our, his attention to us. What happens after this first uh, story? They said they continue to bring more people to him. All the people in the area who are ill, who are sick, who are possessed by demons. And I think we know people that are possessed by demons. I think we know people in our communities. We may know some people in our family. We just had Thanksgiving. I can't believe that all of those conversations were civilized. There are some people in our families who we think maybe may be possessed by demons. What do we do with these people? What do we do with the sick? What do we do with the ill? What do we do with the possessed? What do we do with the angry? What do we do with the outcast? What do the people do here? 
they bring them to Christ. It doesn't say that the sick showed up. It doesn't say that the possessed showed up. No, it said they brought to him all who were ill or possessed. Let me show you that to you one more time. It says, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. So the ill didn't show up on their own. The possessed didn't show up on their own. The sick didn't show up on their own. But it's the people who were healthy that brought the sick and the ill and the possessed to Jesus. If that's you, ladies and gentlemen, then that's you. It needs to be you. If you have a relationship with Christ, if you know that he's the way, the truth, and the life, if you put your faith and your trust, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then you've been healed by Jesus. Isn't it now your turn to take other people who, who have not had Jesus in their life, who have not met him, who have not felt him, who have not seen him face to face, maybe now it's your time to bring those people, not to yourself, because you're doing okay. God helped you out. And so now you're gonna give your wisdom. Who are you? Bring them to Jesus. This podcast isn't about me. It isn't about anyone in our organization. This podcast is about Christ. We're trying to bring people to Christ. If people, if Christ is in your life, then you need to get Christ into other people's life. Follow the example that scripture gives us. Following on, the next morning, where does Jesus go? He's been surrounded by a lot of people. He needs some time to focus. How does he focus? He goes away from everyone and he prays. You need to do that in your life. When things get out of control, when you've been extremely busy, when you've neglected the man who put you where you are, it's incumbent upon you to find a safe place, to find a quiet place, to focus and meditate on the one who gave you everything that you have, all the blessings, all the challenges, all the obstacles, good, bad, and otherwise. If you're not doing so well today, you'll be doing better tomorrow once you talk to Jesus, once you read his, his revelation and he talks to you. When you pray to God, you, you are intimately better off than before you had prayed. Let's use this passage. Let's use this scripture as a blueprint for our own lives. Scripture does no good if we don't read about it. Scripture does no good if we don't hear about it. Scripture does no good if we don't incorporate it. Scripture does no good if we don't meditate on it, if we don't memorize it, so that we can incorporate every aspect of our lives with the Word of God, with the lessons that Jesus provides us. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't think that is so, I would ask that you really give that some thought. As Christians, we need to stand strong in our faith now more than ever because 
there is a sickness around us. There is people who are possessed around us. Our politicians aren't going to fix that. Our local officials aren't going to fix that. Our sporting events aren't going to fix that. Our doctors aren't going to fix that. Our teachers, love them to death, they ain't going to fix that. Our police officers, they're not going to fix it. The uh, fire department, uh, department, the firefighters, they're not going to fix it. No one's going to fix it. No one can fix it. The only person who can is Jesus. Now, we have to play a role in that by getting these people to Jesus. Getting ourselves, if we're not there, there. And then as scripture shows us, to bring the ill, the sick, the possessed to Jesus as well. And that's the only way we're going to get, get out of the trouble that we're in. I am I'm, I'm, I'm more certain of that today at, at this point in time than I've ever, had, I've ever been in my life. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes today's podcast. Again, if you like what we're doing here, if you want to be a part of the Christian American community, the Christian American revitalization effort, we don't ask for donations. We ask for participation. Participate in this by sharing this video, by commenting, by telling your friends. Spread God's message. Spread the message of Christ. Be united under him. Be united as a family, as the body of Christ that we are called to be. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until Monday, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.